Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Anything and Everything podcast. And this week, we are going to be talking Mandalorian episode four from season three. Uh, an interesting episode. Very. Uh, each episode seems to be doing a different thing here and, you know, kind of bouncing back and forth. As you guys know, across the table from me today, we have the man, the myth, the legend, Big Tim. Jason. Always a pleasure to shoot these weekly episodes with you. Here we have another fantastic episode of The Mandalorian, Chapter 20. The Foundling did not disappoint. It did not. The Foundling, however, the title, can contribute to a bunch of different things, which I find interesting. It can. Um, This episode embodied the entirety of a capture or a retrieval of a foundling that was the son of one of the prominent Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. The flashback of our favorite foundling, yep. Grogu. And some would say Bo-Katan could be considered a foundling. Oh, yeah, definitely a, a foundling. A little bit of symbolism there as Bo-Katan has found her new covert. She's found her new way of um, life. So... Bo-Katan is now a covert, as part of this covert, and I would consider her a foundling. She's been reborn as a Mandalorian. Yeah. She has rediscovered what it's like to be a Mandalorian, and her and the armor shared some very interesting conversation. Towards the end, yes. Yes. Um, but the foundling, contrib- the, the title contributed to those three things. Yeah, definitely a multi-meaning. Uh... Yeah, well done on, um, their, on Disney's part to... You get creative with these titles and show some symbolism and other themes going on. But um, enough of the symbolic bullshit. Let's get into the fucking action. Yeah. Um, um, quickly, before we jump into the action, though. I'm, uh, I'm going to stop fine, you there. Sorry. Fine, fine, fine. Uh, just let everyone know, we do have episodes up on YouTube now. Uh, they are currently only going to have our logo. Within the next couple of weeks, we'll be fully transitioning to having a video on our podcast as well. And YouTube is the only place you will be able to find our video podcasts. Every other platform will continue to be this uh, just audio-based podcast. So if you have time to sit and watch or you want to see our faces, you can go watch it on YouTube. If not, you can continue to watch or listen wherever you already do so. And that's about it for me. Let's jump into the episode. We uh, we told you guys big things were coming for us. You know, we, uh, we do appreciate you guys coming and listening to us every week. Uh, means a lot to me and Jay and I as somebody who just we're do, we were doing this for fun just to get our content out there, our views out there. And now, yeah. um, you know, it's, I'm glad that you guys are coming along with this journey on us. But let's get back to the episode here. None of the uh, sappy stuff, you know. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> save for another day. <laughs> um, but here we are, chapter 20. Uh huh. Probably, I mean, these episodes are just naturally fast. It yeah, I feel like. like even on the long episodes, like last week was a long one, I think, and it felt that one kind of dragged on. That one did drag on, but like um, episodes but th- like this, this won't drag on. Yeah, so this episode was just nonstop story building, action packed episode where you're just kind of like, I want the next piece. Yeah, um, and it, it's it's this episode starts out really good. You know, you see like about 40, forty to fifty Mandalorians. 
just doing random bits of training yeah. on this beach uh, at their covert location. You had some flying, you had some shooting, you had some grappling. Uh, yeah, melee, fist-to-fist, uh, uh, -fist, uh, weapons-to-weapons, uh, aim training, jetpacks, hand-to-hand combat, <laughs> flamethrowers. Uh, I mean, you, you have it, they name it. And um, there was a little bit of a foundling uh, scrimmage going on over there. Yep. And uh, Din picks up Grogu and goes... This is the way, pretty much, and throws him into this combat. Yep. Or they use little these paintball darts. Yeah, these little paintball darts. They were pretty cool. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of the paintball darts. I didn't know what they were going to look like when they when they shot them out, and then it was just like little paintballs, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. They're families, after all. I mean, don't want them killing it, each other. <laughs> I find it cool how all you got to do is squeeze your hand, and it shoots. Yeah, you out. squeeze your was, fist, and it cool. shoots the dart out. But uh, I mean, this kid, this kid is scrapping up Grogu, you know. On launch, he's just getting drilled. Yeah, he so gets drilled back to best back. out of uh, best out of best, three. Best best three falls. Uh, you only get three darts, and this kid drills two in a row real fast. Bop bop. Boom boom. Yep. And then Din gives him a little pep talk, and he's like, "Yo, listen, man, psh, I've seen what you can do. I need you to show me what you can do." And Grogu does not disappoint in that uh, no, regard. There's, there's no, no man, disappointment here. Man does a a front flipping leap way over the kid's head, lands behind him. And then there's a back-flipping leap again, back over him again, lands in front of him, shoots all three at once, bop, bop, bop. Right in Kid the chest. loses three falls to two. Three perfect shots right in the chest. Perfect. You know, no no doubt about it. Perfect little triangle in the kid's uh, chest, the sternum. Um, so, you know, since when do Jedi with hand-to-hand -hand combat really come in handy? Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, uh, maybe against the Mandalorian. Uh. <laughs> But um, uh, definitely a super cool little moment there, and you know the kid storms off. He's all pissed off because yeah, he kid, smoked. <laughs> kid runs off and stares at the coastline uh, by the. I guess it's like a little lake that they are at, or like a, at it's a, a river. river, like a river. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe so like a lagoon. I think they have a bay. I think they're in a. Yeah, bay. it's like a lagoon or some kind of thing. I so he walks over to the edge of the beach, starts staring out at the the horizon, when a uh, dragon. giant dragon. Fucking dragon. type thing comes flying up over the the mountains, goes right at the kid, snatches him with his big meaty claws, and um, you know grabs him and and he takes him away, flies him away. Din goes to uh, pull his blaster, and uh, the child the the we will later find out his dad uh, tells Din, "Yo, dude, no blasters. You don't want to hurt the foundling." And then from there, uh, they basically try and chase him on, try to chase the dragon on jetpack. Eventually, they run out of fuel, and we find out that this was not the first time that this, uh, either this dragon or some other dragons across the, I guess, planet or moon, uh, was taking children. So they find it, they say that you know they ran out of fuel, and this isn't the first time it's happened that they've run out of fuel. They do it every time, and and we find out later that this this dragon has been eating or feeding. The foundlings to its offspring. Um, yeah, there's a when they get, when they get to the top of this nest, there's about like we saw at least one Mandalorian helmet. At there least was one. probably more. That yeah, because there was see. a lot of like roughage. So I'm sure like or not roughage, foliage. And according to some of the other Mandalorians of the covert, um, this happens quite often for some reason. Yeah, it sounds like it's definitely quite often. They just like oh yeah, we'll just. We'll let him keep taking our young, I guess. Yeah, oh, that's a foundling. All right, well, see but, ya. He'll be all right. Um, Good luck. <laughs> so eventually Bo is the one who who just, uh, 
they're chasing after him, and they all land. And then you see Bo-Katan's ship come flying out of the corner of the screen to chase the dragon into the sunset, uh, where it eventually she will come back later that day and say, "Hey, listen, I've you know formulated a a plan. I I chased the dragon back to its lair. I know where it's at, and uh, we're gonna go and get the kid now." Uh, once now that we know where it's at, we're gonna make a plan for it. And yeah, she gets the honor of leading a war party. Um, takes some of the Mandalorian hunting group with her, which I thought was pretty cool. There was a actually a really interesting scene uh, when they're yeah they're sitting around the fire. The they're fire, getting ready, yeah. they get ready to eat some eat they some get to dinner. The base of the yeah, at the base of the the um where the mountain is, and they're sitting there at around the fire. And meals are being divvied out, and Bo-Katan's like, hey, Din, like, what the fuck how do, do we I do? <laughs> <laughs> what do we do here? Um, and Din goes, well, we all just go walk our separate ways, tuck our helmets off, and eat. And he goes, she was like, which, what? Which, honestly, it's been a question among a lot of uh, people who watch The Mandalorian. Like, how do people who follow the way, how do they eat, how do they drink, how do they, you know, contain... It, for them to include that scene makes me wonder. It makes me think that they watch like the subreddits or they look at the. Dude, tweets. they definitely have to. Like, they have to. There's no way they don't, man. Because yeah, like that's. It, I mean, yeah, it makes sense that like, they would eventually explain that because like she's new, she's never done this, so it makes sense to explain it. Like a foundling, at least they grew up this way, so they know the way. Whereas she just takes she her le- helmet yeah, off she, whenever she left the way a long time ago. So. You know, she's used to just popping off her helmet whenever the hell she wants and, you know, doing whatever she wants. But now she kind of has to relearn this way. And um, interesting kind of see that the whole sequence is interesting um, from the time they kind of start that part to the end it. You know, she's first like, how do I do this? And then they explain it. Everybody walks away. She and the big dude, the Jack dude, the guy who's the father of the family who was taken. Um, you know, they're, they're the last two. And she goes to get up to leave as Din told her to do. And he basically says, no, 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 you are the leader of this war party. You can stay by the fire and eat because you're the leader of the party. And I thought that was really cool. It's, you know, kind of a... See, here's the thing, though. Like, I have trust issues. So the first thing I would have been like, you trying to set me up? <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely sounds sketchy. But, but I mean, definitely, I mean, I don't know. These guys are legit, man. Yeah. They, they respect, they have a genuine respect for each other, even after what Bo has kind of done to the Mandalorian culture, they still have that respect for her to be like, listen, you're leading this war party. You can sit by the fire and eat. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's... I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff here. Um, obviously, we have the continuation of Bokadin. Yep, um, love it. Bokadin is... If they're not building up to Bokadin, I don't know what they're building up to because they're, they're definitely, like, toying with the idea here. They're like... I do, yeah, they're, I feel like they're kind of testing the waters to see how the crowd reacts. Because like you said, they're reading these fucking tweets. They're reading these subreddits and being like, how are they, how are they going to react to this? Do the people love it? Okay, we'll push it. Do they not? Okay, we'll, we'll wait. I, I, it's just, it's, they're, they're literally building a family. Like, dude, they definitely have like two different versions of the, of the, uh, of the episodes. And after every episode, they're like, okay, we're going to put this one out. <laughs> we're going to put this one out. Like, they, they, you imagine? they all work in continuity, <laughs> no matter how you splice them. But like I feel like they're like okay, this didn't, this wasn't very well received. Let's put this one in instead. But I mean, they're they're truly building a family. I mean, obviously, you know, we like the, we like the you know solo dad with his son yeah act going on for a while. But now we you know we're adding a female into it. Initially, it was like Cara Dune. Not that there was a romantic relationship there, but there was like a mother figure. It, yeah, it was definitely a, a more like um, motherly. 
the girl from the one village that you know was kind of interested in Din. Not kind of was absolutely was yeah, trying okay. to sleep with absolutely him. Absolutely interested. <laughs> in she was like, okay. "Take your helmet off. Let's sleep together." Like um, the helmet stays on. The helmet stays <laughs> on. Damn it! Take um, it or leave it. <laughs> and now we're kind of building towards this family. I mean, you could see it like when she was interacting with Grogu at the at the at the covert. You know, it, it, there was just there, there was too many even, like even earlier in the season when. Grogu left Mandalore to go find her. She like saw he was alone. Grogu oh, yeah. and was like, "Boom!" Off the throne like, immediately. Like, Din. like, where's Din? Where's yeah. Din? Where's Din? Where's your dad? Yeah, and she was definitely like scared because like she knows that without Din, the kid is nothing. Yeah, 100%. and so she's like, "Oh my god, I need to make sure that Din's okay." Because I think you know, obviously, she probably has feelings for Din, but also because this kid means something to her. Yeah, and and obviously when Bokadin stepped up to lead the war party, Din immediately volunteered. He's like, I'm there. Right. He's like, I'm with it. Let's go. Um, because I think 100% this man is going, this woman is taking on my ways, following them. Yep. And like, I already know she's pretty. Now, so. this could just be a big scam for John, on her part. No, no it could be a big scam, you know, kind of get him off guard, beat the shit out of him, take the dark saber. No, there's no way. I don't think it. I don't think it. I no, truly don't I, think it is. But it could be. Like you never know. You, you never know. After but, seeing like, somehow Palpatine returned, you never fucking know. Y- <laughs> you truly never. Okay. Know. But they are. They are build. They're building Bokadin. They I, have I, the. I, I hope so. They have the base of the pyramid together. Now they're yeah. just trying to get the finishing touches. So I'm um, fine with it. Definitely some more. Some more interesting Bokadin stuff. This one we had the uh, obviously the moment when he volunteered. You know, uh-huh. she being a mother figure to Grogu. Um, and then obviously, you know, she's adapting to their ways for him because she didn't give a shit. She never really gave a shit. She was like, I don't give a fuck about my helmet. Yeah, she's like, I don't care. I'm going to take it off and do what I want. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, but another interesting uh, plot point outside of Bokadin, um, the flashback to the Jedi Yeah, I was, I was Jedi just jumping temple. there. Yeah, dude, yeah. it's awesome. So um, I love going back to that, you know, that time Episode period, three, yeah. er, time period, that era where just like shit just hits the fan. Yeah. Uh, so the armorer. Uh, so after we cut away from Bo being kind of scared to eat her food, checking her surroundings, we then cut over to Grogu and the armorer, and she kind of explains, "You have a lot to learn. Like you're still young. You have a lot to learn." And she, um, you know, takes Grogu into the, I guess, the forge area, and uh, you know. She is forging. We don't know what she's forging, but she's forging something. And she kind of is explaining to him, you know, this is the way. You have a lot to learn. This is blah, 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 blah. And then as the – she's explaining how the forge – or how the armor and how the forge kind of is, like, about your history and your past. And then as the forge is slamming down repetitively over and over, we get a cut right into – the doors being cut open by the clones on and the Order Jedi. Order 66. Yeah. Uh, Order 66 at the Jedi Temple. Dude, it just never fails. Order 66 flashbacks just never fucking I mean, fail. We're, we're getting these four these four Jedi. I mean, you know, rest in peace to these four Jedi. Yeah. But they... We've seen they, them before. They, they, they stood their ground. They held off the yeah, clones. These were the same for, four we saw in the, in the yeah, other flashback. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then Grogu kind of just hanging out. <laughs> In his pod. In his pod, they they open up the they open up the elevator for him to get away, and they the rest of these Jedi get blasted. And all of a sudden, these clone troopers turn the corner and they, they just, just start, start shooting, bro. Lighting up the pod, dude. 
And I'm then, like, yeah, um, what the fuck? You know, Grogu's going up, and then finally the elevator stops, and you think he's about to get blasted. The door opens, he's going to get blasted. Next thing you know... I'm not going to lie. You know what I really wanted to see? What? Makes... I wanted to see Anakin just sitting at the top. Oh, dude, that and would be like... And then he just, like, looks the other way for a second. That would be good, because it would show, like, there was still, like, a shred of good... But, like, at it, that point, we know he was not like that. I mean, to be fair about whether it was 30 minutes prior to that or 30 minutes after that, he's dicing up younglings. Right. So. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> so that's why I want to say, like, so, probably, not, probably not 30. Probably within five minutes of either of that event, he stormed the temple. So, like, Master Skywalker. There's too, There's many, too many of them. them. What are we going to do? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that and that, maybe it's just because it was, like, Yoda's species. That would be like the only explanation. Is because it was like Yoda, and Yoda was the only one who I don't like, know. like respected I, him. He, I think he would look at that and be like, "This is a baby. This is an actual baby. Like, like literally a baby. Like literally yeah. fifty years old in his time is like two on. No, ours. he would have been thirty at that point. Oh, he would thir- Yeah, that's yeah. like literally like one at like in our time. He's a baby. Like small th- they live child. thousands of years. Like they can live up to a thousand years that we know of. Like Yoda was nine hundred when he died. But he was also a grandmaster, stressed out his whole life. So maybe they can live longer. I don't know. Yeah. So I mean, it maybe it maybe it, it could have happened like that. But we don't get him. We get I don't even know his name. Uh, we don't have. I mean, it probably is a name. We don't currently have it on us. I'm sure we'll figure it out at some point. Yeah, but, it'll, it'll be on Twitter somewhere. Yeah, I'll, I'll see it eventually. Um, but we get this uh, Jedi who, you know, when you when you whenever you see a black Jedi, you're you are hoping for Mace Windu. Um, this was actually the actor Ahmad Best, who, for those of you in the Star Wars community who know this, Ahmad Best actually played Jar Jar Binks underneath the, well, uh, underneath the headpiece that he wore in the movie. But um, yeah, he's the guy who played uh, Jar Jar Binks, and so we, you know, we get him as a Jedi in this, uh, in this episode, and he rescues Grogu, and he's slicing and dicing clones on his way up to a speeder uh, that has a little side cart. For the pod, the I was a big fan of the sidecar. Sidecar, oh, cool. I always love a good sidecar nod in anything, any media. It's great. Um, so then they go flying through Coruscant, and you're thinking, okay, they got away from the clones, and then you just hear fucking two Republic gunfighters just start chasing them. Dude, those gunships are like so iconic too. Dude, they're they're literally like the little paperclip ones, dude. They're just like, mm-hmm. mm. or binder clips, dude. They're just perfect. They are fantastic. I do like those. And you just hear them. And then you see them chasing after the speeder. They land a shot uh, on the engine, which apparently doesn't mean shit because he continues flying for the next, like, five minutes after that. Um, goes, goes through a, a tunnel. Oh, dude, the tunnel scene and, was here's so the thing. sick. I, like, I see him. He's, he's looking at this tunnel. He's going in the tunnel. I'm like, oh, no, dude, he's he's toast. Well, yeah, because the last time we saw the tunnel was an attack of the clones, and, like, there was nothing there. Mm-hmm. But now we see it, and there was something fucking there. Oh yeah, <laughs> we didn't even realize, but this is this is a fucking train, yeah. train tunnel, and, and he does this little pit maneuver or whatever, dodges the train, jumps out into a we terminal. We just know that these two Republic gunships just got bullied. Yep, they got um, obliterated by his train. Then he lands at the he lands on a platform where he is uh, met by some friendly faces. Yep, and a beautiful ship that I've missed. We get. The ship from Naboo, I, I believe it's like the royal, um, like one of the royal ships. I don't know if it was a line of ships or if this is the exact same ship that Padme flew in episode two. 
But we get this ship again, because obviously the one from episode one got blown up in the beginning of episode two. Um, yes. But we get the second version of it um, that we've seen before. Obviously, the beautiful all silver kind of reflecting in kind of Mandalorian, maybe foreshadowing a little bit of kind of Mando's look. And uh, we see a bunch of uh, Naboo guards, I guess they would be, or like yeah, Senate guards, uh, whatever, ro- for the royal guards. And they um, basically say, you know, where are the others? And this Jedi says, there are no others. Like, we are it. This is all that's left. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then they uh, clone uh, gunship lands. They open fire, obviously. And uh, the Naboo guards stay behind and fight while the Jedi and Grogu escape up into hyperspace. So, fun fact. Okay, fun fact. Fun fact. I love yeah. these. Yeah. So if you think about the timeline here, okay, there's a lot of interesting things, right? In reality to what's going on right now in episode three. Okay, during okay. this flashback. Okay. The Naboo Royal Guard was ready to pick up these Jedi. However, at the time, Senator Amidala has no idea what's going on. Hold on. I, th- Dude, I think we've done it. I think they fucked it up. They fucked it up. You know why? That ship can't be there. That ship takes Padme and Obi-Wan to Mustafar in like an hour. Correct. And also, well, not not necessarily an hour. Because you got to think, Anakin's at the temple slaughtering everybody, okay? At least X amount of hours goes by. Then he returns to Padme. But what what I'm trying to figure out is how did the Naboo Royal Guard know to come to pick up the Jedi? When Padme wasn't informed until hours later that the attack on the temple happened. See what I'm saying? There's a, there's this a, guy there's a have, slight problem there. This guy must have had some kind of connection to, the, to them. And maybe, maybe... He could have been the Jedi assigned to... Do you remember... Do you remember the Royal Guard, the black guy from... From episode, episode one and two. two. Episode one and two, yeah. Maybe it's like this guy's son, and that's why he has such good ties to the Royal Guard. No, this guy was this Jedi was older. He's definitely an older Jedi. He wasn't very young. Yeah, but the the guy was old. The guy was like sixty. He easily could have had him. The guy, you know, given him Maybe. to the Jedi. If he's force sensitive, sure. Who the dad doesn't have to be force sensitive for the kid to well, be? Like, no, I'm saying that the kid force sensitive, sure. But I highly doubt the kid was force sensitive unless they're really they're really stretching stretching these timeline believabilities. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. There's, there's definitely a timeline error here, though. Either a timeline error or some explanation that they haven't given us yet. It better be a really good explanation. But they better figure it out. nothing makes sense right now. They better figure it out because this ship has to be in Padme's possession. To go to Mustafar. Maybe. No. They have to be, like, multiple ships. They have to be. There has to be, that's like, there has I- to be a line of ships. That's too iconic of a ship, though, to be, like... I agree. Multitude of, though. But, like, they made the first one... From episode one, which is the best ship in Star, I, in my opinion, the best looking ship in Star Wars. Okay, and the president has like seventeen beast limos lined up. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. So, they, but they not, have not one. for everybody's use, just for her use and a backup in case she needs it. Yeah, well, that's hers, and then I'm sure Naboo still Naboo makes them. I'm sure so Naboo, or at least you know, buys them from somebody. So they probably, if they are for the the senators, I'm sure they probably have more than one. Listen, all I'm saying is, is that it doesn't line up. 
It, the, it doesn't. N- the Naboo guard would have no idea the attack on the Jedi Temple was happening. They should not, no. So they wouldn't know, hey, I got to pick you up and get you out of here. Because Padme doesn't know for a couple hours after this happens. Unless this guy is m- majorly connected. The only thing that makes sense is if this Jedi was assigned to be the protector of Naboo during that because every Jedi is assigned a planet. It could be, but how would he get from Naboo to there so fast? Maybe that's why he doesn't die. I mean, it could have been the fact that, you know, well, I got to remember at the time they were having meetings at the Senate very often to discuss the, the obviously the, the separatist uh, war. Yeah. So maybe the Jedi who was supposed to protect the Senator was already there. Could be. I mean, that would be the only thing that makes sense. But then again, there's already... How many senators are there per per planet? Two or one? I think it's just one. One. So that would be Padme. She was a senator at the time. She wasn't the queen. So unless he was there protecting the queen, but why would he protect the queen? I don't know. And why would the queen be there? I don't know. <clears throat> this See, this is, like, this is stuff that like they either need to answer for us or we need to figure out ourselves by digging on the Reddits and stuff. I mean, it's not really a figure out. They fucked up. Like, I mean, unless it's, shit, unless that, it's sh- like, unless we can find out that that ship was like one made that ship that large. ship shouldn't be there. Two, the Naboo Royal Guard should have would have no reason to be there. Yeah, and two, they shouldn't have known that the Jedi were being attacked because the order just happened. Like, yeah, I think the order six six is rolled out in a matter of thirty seconds. When do uh, when do listen? When do immediately gets tossed out of a plane? And, the, and then the Sidious sends Anakin to go attack the temple. Literally within like 30 minutes of each other. Right, then he kills all the young, he kills all, he yeah, kills the, fi- the temple and then he goes to Padme. Yeah, the 501st march on the temple and annihilate everybody. And then he goes to Padme and then he leaves and Obi-Wan shows up, talks to her, then she leaves, he hops on the ship. I think the timeline for like Revenge of the Sith is like, I think the total timeline is like four days. I think that a specific like event is like four hours from the time he Imagine starts Order Sixty Six wow. to the you, time he you dies. You get turned to the dark side in four days. That's pretty impressive. Well, he was already almost on his way. No, dude, uh, he <laughs> no. fucking killed the Tusken no. Raiders. No, <laughs> I didn't intentionally even say no like that. Just how <laughs> it came out. But like the there's now a contingency. <sighs> Problem, unless it's explained. I, I I'm gonna look up if the well, first of all, I'm gonna look up the timeline for Revenge of the Sith. This this events of the film span four days. Okay. Um, the Battle of Coruscant, Count Dooku's death, and Anakin and Obi Wan saving Palpatine all happen in, the, in one day, obviously. And then Anakin has his first vision of Padme dying in childbirth that same night when they're sleeping together, and then he gets up and walks away and all that. Um. This seems like it's breaking down. Shout out Screen Rant. And then... Uh, the same visions that Palpatine gave him. Day purpose. four begins with Palpatine's Senate speech declaring the end of the Republic. And it concludes with Anakin and Obi-Wan fight on Musfar. So that's a whole different day than Order 66. So that's day four. Day three begun when Kenobi went to Grievous. It also includes Order 66 and Anakin arriving on Mustafar. So Anakin spent the night on Mustafar before... Obi-Wan showed up there and Padme. Yeah, because he diced up the so, okay, Separatists. So this might make more sense now. Because if that happens on day three, 
They get the ship out of there. They couldn't. It just couldn't. No, because you have to take these two Jedi somewhere. Drop them wherever. Drop them on. Make sure they're good. And then come back. But he flew the ship. The Jedi flew the ship. So Yeah. Okay. So now that we know the, the timeline, let's look up. So wait. So <sighs> all right. So day one, the Battle of Coruscant. Yes. Day two is what? The uh, Emperor, the Palpatine starts uh, uh talking to Anakin at the theater. I would assume. And he gets appointed to he gets appointed to spy on and the Chancellor th- by and the then Council. Three would be and then three is what? Everything that goes down? Order 66, Grievous dies, and then Windu yeah, gets so thrown day, out of a window? So, so day three starts. Like, that morning is when Obi-Wan is tasked with going to... Utapau. Utapau. Okay. And then day four begins with a Senate speech declaring the Republic's over. And then it ends later that day with... So the Jedi Temple gets eliminated on day three. Yes. Okay, so Grievous dies... Grievous dies, Anakin, Anakin chops off Windu's hand. Yep, and orders and the Jedi, march of the Jedi Temple happens on day three. Uh huh. Then he flies to Musafar also on day that three. that night. Yeah, kills all of kills the, the, all the separatists. Yep, and then day four is when the speech happens in the morning. Plus, and then the, at the duel end, duel of fates. The duel of fates. So it so, still doesn't make. But sense. Padme's still on Coruscant day four, the beginning, because she's there for the Senate speech. You're right. We've been but, reorganized and do that. So within 12 hours, the Jedi lands, finds a safe spot for Grogu, and flies back to Coruscant. I don't think he flies it back. I think he, at that point, like is like, "I'm your dad. I'm gonna take care of you." And then he just eventually dies, just from old age. And that's how Grogu's just left where he's at at the beginning of Mando. On Tatooine. Yeah. Sure. Why does everything end with fucking Tatooine? Because that's fucking Star Wars for you, bro. Everything I, I has to end I there. I can't stand It's annoying, t- isn't it? I can't it? stand Tatooine. I really hate All right. Tatooine. So, and we're going to take a short break here. I have an ad from our sponsor. And we will see you guys after the break. They finish this flashback. They get away. Um, she finishes this cool little medallion chest plate yep. that has the um, mythosaur on the front of it. Slaps right on in front of his chain mail. Yep, right on the front of the of the chain. She, she pulls by his little robe, slaps it in there. Goes, this is yours now, buddy. And, uh, so not only now is this guy carrying chain mail armor, he's also carrying this fucking Beskar plaque. Uh, so puts this plate on. He now has a, ch- a full Beskar chain mail, a, a plate. So he's slowly building his which, Mandalorian set. Which after watching the found the uh, the forger the armor work. How the hell did she make fucking chainmail armor? How did she no forge idea. that? <laughs> like, I I don't get it. I mean, she's goaded. She but is. At the same time, though, she literally makes helmets. Wait, who made who made the chainmail? Did she make the original chainmail? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because because he brought Luke, the best car. Yeah, because Luke presented it to. Him. Okay, that makes sense. Or um, ma- maybe I had to. I guess that would make sense. Because Din, yeah, because Din gave it to Luke. Yes, and made him choose lightsaber or. Yeah, because Din got it from the armor and then brought it to Luke, and Luke was like, you're not seeing him. Give me the armor, and I'll let him choose. I would have been like, force grip that lightsaber. I would have like been like, give me the lightsaber, or just why use I the force and grab both. Fuck it. What's he going to do? Why can't I have both, would have my question. Why can't I have both? Well, I mean, Grogu can't speak. but He could use the force to speak, though. Yes. At least to Luke. 
Easily could have talked to him. But um, moving on. As we get back from our flashback, we return back to. Uh, they're now hiking up the mountain. At this yeah, point. they're they're they yeah, all they all get their grappling, grappling hooks the out. They're hiking this mountain. Um, they're talking about you know, do we see any life inside the nest? Uh, one guy's it's my son. That's when we find out it's his kid. Yeah, that's when we find. He find sees out. a heat sing- Den sees a heat signature, and he's like, "Go get him." <laughs> he he jumps in. You know, Bo's like, "Let's scout the area." We he didn't says clear no. it yet. Yeah, he just jumps in, and next thing you know, three little dragon chickens pop out. Three little, not so little, fucking chickens pop up. Yeah, some big ass dragon chickens. Dude, they're like the size of cars. Ah, uh, a good minivan size. Yeah, minivan size, I'd say. And they're dwarfing this guy, and he's like shitting his pants. And then obviously the mama sh- mama dragon shows up, and we find out where the foundling is sitting in uh, her mouth yeah, the entire she, time. She regurgitates him to try and feed him to the the babies. And um, pretty much they all the Mandalorians gang up on this dragon. The big guy almost gets eaten. Yep, <laughs> almost gets chomped down. And eventually, um, you know, through the use of all their grappling hooks and stuns and stuff. They, the the uh, grappling hook was pretty cool because they tied up the wings. They tied up the wings and they they tied up I think its face as well, like its jaw. Yeah, she comes crashing to the Beak. ground after Bo-Katan rescues rescue Bo-Katan and Din rescue the kid. Yeah, and the uh, father finally gets dropped the, out of the mouth. The father, the father gets dropped. I mean, listen, when you're when you're carrying a thousand pounds of equipment, you fall between a Gatling gun. Um, yeah, can we talk about the yeah, fucking Gatling gun for a second? Be- my man's heavy Beskar armor and the giant backpack and his his jetpack jet that actually just boosters for a uh, for an old X-wing. Yeah, seriously, that thing is fucking. And then the Gatling gun, he literally just Gatling walks around like it's nothing. Like he doesn't care. That Gatling gun's the size of like a like a telephone pole for some reason. And he's just like, no yeah, I carry it with one hand. <laughs> like what, dude? And we never we're gonna get to see him fire it at the end of the season. Like they're gonna wait for that. It has to be some kind of combat. They're gonna wait for it. I'm telling you. But um, they tie up the dragon. Dragon falls to the to the water. Um, I'm thinking like he's coming back, and then we get a little little Jurassic Park back. moment. I knew he wasn't coming uh, back. Alligator or like or whatever pops out of the water. Whatever they killed at the beginning of the one uh, episode. Mosasaurs it pretty much. Yep. Just which I thought was pretty down. pretty cool little reference there. Yeah. And, yeah, definitely uh, a cool nod. They fly back. Everyone c- runs out. Looks at the ship. Everyone starts applauding, doing like the this little forearm clap thing going on with the armor, which yeah. I thought was pretty cool. Foundling survives. The armor says, "You rescued a foundling. You know, you it's are the highest honor. Highest honors. You know, it's just fantastic." And notices that Bo-Katan lost a shoulder piece, and then offers to reforge it. And she also Bo-Katan says to the armor, "We didn't just rescue one. We also have three more for you." And out come. The minivan-sized fucking baby chickens. Dude, I I wholeheartedly thought when she said that, like she found three other foundlings in the nest. Yeah. No, this is I thought that too, and then I was like, wait. When she said three, I'm like, wait. She got the fucking birds. That was pretty. And the the baby dragons come out of the ship, and they're. I guess they're gonna try and train them to like be good for them. I guess you tame it, like you tame the mythosaur. Could tame it and fly around as a dragon. That would be sick, bro. Can you imagine just being a Mandalorian? That would definitely fulfill your Game of Thrones uh, thing. Yeah, because then we'd have references to Jaws, Jurassic Park, Star Wars, and Game of Thrones all in one show. I'm sure we could find more. I mean, oh, there's probably all a the nods more. to the Wild West, yeah, Clint Eastwood, and all that. Um, but then after that, you know, she uh, goes into the the forge with the armor, and Bo-Katan is forged a new 
armor plate, and the armor asks, do you want the Night Owl on your... Because this was her original clan. Do you want the Night Owl on your uh, shoulder plate? And Bo hesitates for a moment, and then she finally says, would it be okay, you know, asking permission here, you know, being careful with the way, ask permission if she could have the Mythosaur on one and the Night Owl on the other. She only lost one, but she already currently has the Night Owl. She's asking if she could have the Mythosaur put on her current right plate. And uh, the armorer says that the Mythosaur is for all Mandalorians to wear. And uh, yes, it's okay. And we'll forge her a new shoulder plate. Completely silver, kind of turning into din a little bit. Maybe a little, little, little going a little boat. <laughs> a little boca And um so she gets her fully silver shoulder plate with the Mississaur on it. Um which obviously is awesome wearing it right now. I got one on my shoulder. Oh yeah, look oh, at I that. Oh I changed my shirt, never mind. Look at that. That's crazy. Change my shirt. <laughs> I forgot I was wearing it earlier. I wore it to my haircut, but then I had to change it. But um, you know, kinda and then obviously, you know, Bo brings up to the armor, like I saw a mythosaur. Yeah, and she's like, eh. and the armor's like, I doubt that. It's cool. That's it's cool. It, it's little... cool. You see it in your visions. Yeah, it's. I'm glad that you're really embracing the way. And she's like, No, like I actually saw like a mythosaur. Like, and the armor's like, Well, this is the way. Right. And like, she's kind of. She's like, No, off. I saw it in real life. And, and the armor's like, mm, I don't think so. Nah, nah. nah it's fine. This is the way, though. <laughs> and she's like, What the? And you could tell like Bo is looking like, What the fuck, man. Like nobody believes me. <laughs> yeah. So the, my question would be like, did she get the Mythosaur shoulder plate for what reason? Did she do it to embrace the way? To embrace the way? Did she do it to impress Din? Did she do it because she truly feels that she's part of the gang? Did she do it because she wants others to recognize her, and then for her to take leadership? To reclaim the dark saber, to regain uh, possession of her clan. I have a feeling it's kind of all of them. I think she definitely was doing it to impress Din. I think she's doing it because she truly does believe in the way now, but also because you know she's in love with Din. Like you can't stop it, man. It's gonna happen. And she's alone. And she her does clan, obviously wants to. She wants to lead, right? She's been. She said she gave it up, but we could always tell she didn't give it up. She's the leader of Mandalore. Yeah. yeah, she was the last leader of Mandalore. She was the last unified leader, yes. And her sister was the, the leader before her. Well, kind of. The actual, the last actual leader. Because they had Maul for a little bit, but... Oh, boy. Yeah, Maul... Well, Maul was kind of the background leader while he used somebody else as a face, but... Hmm. Um, Maul had the Darksaber. It was his, so... But there is a lot of, lot of stuff going on. A lot of, like... A lot of storylines. Well, like last, if anything, last episode showed you that, you know, Disney's not afraid to put um, some like betrayal, some backhanded plots in there. Definitely, so you have to keep that in the back of your mind. Sure, like we want to think that Bo-Katan has changed, but uh, there's absolutely. a there's a chance that she hasn't. She's so been on. You don't know. She's been on one of the best redemption arcs in all of Star Wars. It started all the way back in Clone Wars Season 7 when she's fighting, or maybe Season 6, the end of Season 6 when she's fighting with Obi-Wan, right when uh, Satine dies, um, you know, and she and she fights alongside Obi-Wan. That's when her redemption arc really begins, um, even though at that point she had not claimed the Darksaber and had not already like lost Mandalore, but that's when her redemption arc from being like a, a bad person, because she was part of the Watch, which was um, the group that allowed Maul to, cl- to climb to power. Um, and that was kind of the beginning of the end for Mandalore when that happened. 
because uh, it took Satine out of power, and then it you know kind of pushed Mandalore to a, a terrible state, terrible uh, state. But then that was the beginning of a redemption arc, and then you follow her through Rebels. She has a great redemption arc with Sabine, who's another fellow Mandalorian who kind of lost the way because she joined the Empire and all this kind of stuff. Um, but then in this show, you get to see her continue that arc, and when you first meet her, she doesn't seem like she's going to. She seems like she has her little clan. She's going to do what she wants to do. You know, kind of be a little badass. But now she's definitely starting to show, like, maybe I can't do it. Maybe I'm not the one. Maybe it's somebody else. Maybe it's somebody from this little covert that might be the leader of Mandalore one day. Maybe even Din. Maybe even the little baby family. Maybe even Grogu. Which, obviously, I think all of us kind of want to see Grogu wield the Darksaber become the second ever Mandalorian Jedi and the leader of Mandalore. But then you go, what do you do with him after that? Because you've already done the sequel. The trilogy. sequels exist. <laughs> That's the yeah, largest you, question. Right you now. think you wouldn't hear about a Mandalorian Jedi wielding the dark saber in the sequel trilogy. Who's currently the leader of Mandalore. Exactly. You would, like, you would have heard about it. Yeah, I think that that's just too much to brush just brush over. I mean, at that at the point, the, the First Order would have just nuked that planet. with. Like, yeah. with they would have used fucking Starkiller Star Killer Base. Killer base. I'd have been like, yeah, fuck that. We're blowing that Yeah, shit we're not up. messing with that guy, because this guy is also the most powerful species of Jedi we've ever seen. Yeah, hard pass on that one. Guys, literally, can, he can live for a thousand years, so he can easily outlive everyone in the First Order and their kids and their grandkids. <laughs> yeah. Grogu's anatomy also reincarnated the Empire, reincarnated the, uh, the Emperor, too. Seriously. But, yeah, I think that we all, as much as we all love and would love to see where this Mandalorian story goes, it is hindered by the fact that the sequels exist. A- unless they can figure out some way to get rid of Grogu without killing him, which, if they kill him, oh my god. The uproar in the Star Wars community... In not just the Star Wars community, in every community, who anybody who watches Mandalorian, even the Karens out there, it would be enormous. I think. I think uh, whatever if they make if they do make ten, eleven, and twelve, I think that'll explore it. I hope. Um, whether it's uh, at, a, at a parallel time when the seven, eight, nine are going on, or maybe even shortly after, I'd be fine with that because, like, you could you could then. You could t- that if if they would be willing to, you can tie in those characters from the original sequels, and kind of have them bounce back and forth, and have Grogu feel the effects of what happens during the sequels, kind of on because you know obviously Yoda felt the effects of Order sixty six before it happened, and Ahsoka did as well, um, so you know you can f- have Grogu kind of feel the effects of this event happening. Yeah, trillions of people instantly just. Yeah, gone, dude. And then, and then, you know, Snoke dying would be another huge tremor. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, obviously, um, the flip yeah. of Kylo to the light side. Well, ben Solo dying twice. Yeah, I um, mean, these, he, he he dies because at this point, because he dies on the on the remnants of the Death Star. He yep. dies there. He's brought back. Then, then he, he dies, dies again at uh, Exegol. Exegol. Is that the name of the planet. No, she she dies. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, she does. She dies. Yeah, well, yeah, he well, heals no. her. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He dies on on the remnants of the Death Star. Yeah, and then he dies again on Exegol. Yeah, yeah. After yeah. she dies, and he heals her, and then yeah, they kiss. Oh God! And then if if that would have happened, like like a in episode eight, I'd be okay with it. 
It'd be fine. Everyone would be okay with it if it happened in an episode like, earlier. Right, even like even the beginning of nine. I would have been okay even if it was after the cringe throne room episode, throne room scene. I would be okay with that happen there. Yeah. Like after they killed Snoke and all the guards. But even that, I would have been okay with it even like after he she heals him on the Death Star. Yeah, like there, I mean, there was some with the was, rain. Like the, it, there was truly just like sexual tension between them. All three movies. Yeah, seven, eight, it should have just got solved in seven. It, sh- it just should have been done. Yeah. But when she was t- like on the board, and I'm, I'm, oh god! <laughs> hey, yo, <laughs> come on! That would be that would be rated R for for Disney. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're um, a little too far there. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I mean, like, listen, th- as long as the sequels exist and as long as the events of the sequels happen the and, way they happen, <clears throat> Grogu's story will be limited because they are, as you'll see in some of these other shows, guys, is that they they're building, they're reaffirming the sequel trilogy. Yeah, they're gonna. They're, they're saying we are standing behind our decision to make these, even if they were mis- even if there was mistakes, we need to stand by them now. Or what they can do is they'll they'll keep it, but they'll just rework it a little bit, which I would be I would be upset about. Kind of like, kind of like these are the way you remember these events, but. This is what was really happening in the background that you didn't know about. Yeah, like you know, like they made they're making a sequel to I Am Legend. Are they? Yeah, they are. So they're instead of using the the theatrical ending. Oh, they're, they're using, using the, the cut, dude. That using, deleted scene is yeah, sick. Yeah, they're using the alternate ending dude, instead, I love in which that he one. lives. Love that. One. And they're making a sequel with that. I love which, that one. I'd be great, right? So you keep seven the way it is. You're not gonna change seven. Don't change seven. Okay. Just delete eight. Just delete eight completely. You leave nine even. Fuck it. I mean, you can because seven, like, nine work. Like you can eight just doesn't. Like just fix eight, fix eight, delete half the shit in eight. Literally, like the first fifteen minutes, eight pissed me off. There's no reason that that one bomber makes it all the way through and blows up a whole uh, dreadnought. Yeah, I, it I, makes no sense whatsoever. I, I don't like that. I never liked that. that like part. there's a whole ass fleet, the the shooting at these bombers, and you're telling me. One bomber made it through, landed the most perfect shot, right. and destroys the entire dreadnought. Which didn't even matter in the, lo- the grand scheme. Because it did nothing. It did nothing. Because at the end of the day, they're still being chased. Yeah, now they're getting chased by a, a super, super Star Destroyer. Right, it's like... Uh, it, it, and that, that thing was ridiculous. Dude, this, this conversation is going to get me pissed off. I hate that movie with a burning passion. The, like, the, the, I think the craziest part was... Putting a ship through hyperspace to cut another ship in half. Yeah. What the fuck was that? And then they tried to like reaffirm it with fucking Solo when he's doing the 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 hyperspeed jumping through um the Kessel Run. Yeah. He does the hyperspeed. That's how he makes it through in twelve parsecs because he's doing the hyperspeed jump, which is like, dude, you just took a, well, the worst plot point in Star Wars that broke canon and tried to like say, oh, but it works because he did it in this movie back then, and you love this character, so it's okay. Like no, it's not okay. I love Harrison Ford Han Solo, not fucking the the hyperspace jump through a ship is just that's where that's where it gets me. Yeah, that that movie uh, is I just I I don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. There's so many things that eight that just like I hated that character. Like that character would have been good if you actually did something with her. And then you have the and you have this this ancient 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 like sixty year old rebel base that could somehow withstand modified new super ATATs. Right. What? Dude, the, the the amount of shit that's just like there's a secret passageway in the back with the old Jedi texts, right? And 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 because there's rocks there, and this the wolves know their way out. Like, come on, dude, <sighs> give me a break. 
The, the oh, and the ancient those ancient little speeders. Oh god! Oh uh, yeah, the little the drag ancient, speeders. I hated those things. The fucking so drag much. speeders. It looked cool. Sure. That's about it. It looked great. It would not make sense. That's like charge. That's like cavalry, like horse cavalry charging mounted machine guns. Yeah. Okay. You're get mowed down. Mowed down. Before you get remotely close to any of those. Right. You're gonna get mowed down with the weeds in my backyard. Like. But somehow some of them made it back. That was the. That was what blew my mind. Oh it, yeah. It wasn't. And then it, not it, only that, Rose and Finn fucking crash, and they're perfectly fine. It may, yeah. Ancient rebellion technology somehow just. Perfectly fine. But you know what pisses me off? What Superior first order the, the beginning of this movie, when Finn is just like in this fucking pod, the back to healing, and then he's just like running around in fucking a suit. Like, it could have made it look more stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just like a... Oh. He immediately is like, oh, I need to escape. <sighs> oh, you're not going to escape, are you? And something they fall in love. Because this random girl will find you escaping, and she's an engineer, but she's so for the rebellion, like... And her sister fuck? just sacrificed herself, blown up a whole dreadnought by the right, luckiest like, bullshit I've ever dude, seen. Dude, it's like... There can't Makes be, my skin crawl. There can't be that many coincidences in a row in one film. And then the next film goes, but somehow Palpatine returned. Another fucking coincidence. They've been trying to fix that mistake. For They're ever. never going to. I will never forgive them. It will, I, I it will live rent-free in my head forever. <sighs> it truly is depressing. That's all you can do anymore is just sigh about it. Cause you're just like, <sighs> I guess I have to accept it's canon. Because they're not going to change it. I've now watched... I still have yet watched 8 again. Oh, I, I don't... I've I watched, watched it, it twice. I, I watched it in theaters and that was it. I watched it in theaters and Seven, I've watched four times. I've watched it a couple times. Not Nine, I've watched twice. And that was it. That's as much as I can get through. I watched seven. I've watched seven probably a lot. Probably like I, I wouldn't say like probably like ten times, maybe. Now if you ask Almost me how many ten times years now though, so I've watched episode one, two, and three. Oh, about a hundred times each. Hundreds, yeah. Uh four, five, and six. Hundreds. Hundred plus times each. Yeah. And fantastic rewatchability. Oh, dude, I can rewatch the movies all the time. Like I I literally like there's nights where I lay in bed, I'm like yeah, let's watch. Let me just throw on five. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck it. I don't care which one. I just want to watch one. You know? Ugh, so good. So good. But you can't do that with the sequels. Maybe seven is the only one that might might pass the test. Just because, like, the the first half of seven was great. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, because it's like, you're like, oh, new it feels unique. feels authentic. New unique story. And then. Then you start to see the coincidences. Yeah. Come in. And, and yeah oh, and wow. Then, oh, wow. Another. Oh, wow. Giant. <laughs> Uh, planet killing machine. Oh my god. Oh, how are we gonna kill this one? Oh, there's this weakness that this guy knows about because he magically worked there. Oh, and then there's oh oh. It, there's too many fucking O's, man. For and he, here's the best part about that because it doesn't make sense. The 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 very first attack in the beginning of that movie is Finn's first combat action. Okay? Right. First combat action. So how does he know all of these things about Star Killer Base? Uh, I was the, there. Like, yeah, the um, you know, all the ins and outs and the workings of it, and you know the oh, I know how their patrols. You know work. how? You know how? Because he's a fucking janitor. He was a janitor there. That's how. I know how all the patrols work. I know how to destroy this big base. I know how it operates. How it absorbs a star. Right, like, dude, what the fuck? What? Dude, what you to, uh, they, I mean, I'm, my break room conversations must be really boring compared to Finn's then. Yeah, dude. His no, honestly, conversations are they have to be tier. amazing because yeah. you got like 
the most important, most valuable information in the fucking galaxy. Just floating around on just, like a on like a coffee just hanging cart. Out. Yeah, on next to the box of donuts in the break room. Like, dude, what the Hey, if you ever want to destroy Star Killer Base, this is how you do it. Yeah, there's a giant poster in the fucking break room about <laughs> how to do it. The layout of everything. Right next to the labor law poster. <laughs> yeah, right next to the labor laws. <laughs> Although the Force Order probably didn't have any. They were stealing children away, so. I don't know, man. You ever seen Robot Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah. I just hope that that Grogu story gets to, f- you know, completely thrive. It, it can't. It needs to not be bracketed off by uh, seven, eight, nine. And I hope they don't try and tie it into seven, eight. Let if you're gonna have him have a story, let him travel like Ezra did to a, a distant place and let his story exist there outside of. That's what I'm saying. Like revisit him for ten, eleven, and twelve. Mm-hmm. Rogu would be a in, really great plot point for ten, eleven, and twelve. Yeah. I and and you can even in this way you can do like if you've watched our sequel concept art. You can do the way that they were sh- should have done Raised Jedi Temple with Grogu. Like, the galaxy's massive, right? And if a, 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 like something as big as the Empire can escape, reform into the First Order, who's to say there's not other Sith out there? Or there's other, like, Jedi big beds or, or Jedi or, you know, um, ancient other civilizations that have been around. Like, you'll see in Mandalorian, there's a different bad guy every episode. So who's to say there's not... Another big bad out in the galaxy somewhere that Grogu can fight, or dude, uh, give me the a, big fucking uh, protagonist against for ten, eleven, and twelve. Give me the big swamp guy from episode one or two, whatever that was. Let him be like the pirate leader, and let him like, like don't like, and and every fight doesn't have to be Jedi versus Sith anymore. Like no. you can do different things. You can do moral fights, ethical fights. But uh, unfortunately, the characters you have left to work with after nine. Are Jedi uh-huh. or people that don't want to return? Like Finn, the, gar- the character who plays Finn, John Boyega, he doesn't so want to return. Poe doesn't want to return. Daisy Ridley, uh, it basically, did. While most actors thrive after Star Wars, it killed her career. Like mm-hmm. she didn't get many roles after that because of how she got a couple, but like it, she was the biggest actress after seven, mm-hmm. and then eight, eight happened, and then just, and then nine, even worse. Yeah, even uh, though like I don't, even, I don't fault her. Like, I don't fault the actor. Adam Driver. Even he's he's had um, even he played Kylo Ren fantastic. Just like he played a couple good. Like he had one with Scarlett Johansson. Um, that was pretty good. Called the Marriage Story. Yeah, I think a lot of like a lot of them. Are, all these actors are like I'm surprised the actor who played Poe made it into as Moon Knight. I really am. He's not, but he was in, in stuff before. That's why he is such a good actor. Like actually, as an actor, he's incredible. Yeah. But like I mean, it's he, because he had works before, like John Boyega and Daisy Ridley. This was like their first like couple. Like this yeah. was their first role, a like, yeah, big role. After that, John Boyega got into I think Pacific Rim too. Yep, that was okay. I don't know what Daisy's been in. I I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't. I mean, maybe we just don't watch the films that she's in. But I don't think she's been in anything big like that, like big like Star Wars was. Like she's not cringe. Like I like her as an actress. Yeah, I think she's like, a. Gr- like she, she played did, a great she did, character. She did good with what she had. Yeah, it's just there was she was so limited. Yeah, and I think. I mean, I would I would want to revisit her character. I do. I really genuinely do. Because I want to know what you did I mean, with the only, sabers. The only, li- know... yeah, the only live action yellow saber with a yellow uh, dude. Saber with and that saber, the actual saber itself, like the hilt, is fucking amazing. I love it personally. You know, she buried you know Anakin's. 
And uh, yeah, both. Was it Anakin's and who was it? Leia? Anakin and Leia. Anakin and Leia sabers. Okay, buried them in the desert. Um, because Luke, because that was Luke's Luke's saber was Anakin's saber, original saber. Yeah, his original saber. Yeah. Because yeah. the, the green one happened. I don't know what happened. To, what happened to the green one? Luke's. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just died with him. On that, on that uh, octo. Oh yeah, true. I forgot about that. But I, what I want to know is, and this is a story I've always wanted to know. Is Luke's crystal Quagon's crystal? Because that was the rumor, is that when he went back to Tatooine... That would be the only thing that makes sense. When he went back to Tatooine, because crystals were so limited, he actually went and and was like ravaging through Obi-Wan's house and found Quagon's crystal and lightsaber parts there, and that's how he built it. That's why his saber looks so similar to Obi-Wan's. That makes sense. Because it was like leftover parts from like these two people's sabers. Like there's, uh, there's just a lot to be answered for. Still. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that they need to like atone for. There are sins they need to atone for. All right, blood must be paid. Yeah, um, I just hope that Disney makes the right decisions moving forward. And uh, if you need a writer, let us know. We got you. We, we we've go through our last twenty episodes. <laughs> we've given you so much good shit. Like literally, like, there's so it, many, and not just us. Like there's so many other Star Wars creators out there who have done the same thing we've done and given so many options and opportunities and storylines that could be played out and not just youtubers and podcasters but just like random fucking people on reddit or fanfics or even old like comic books that like actual lucasfilm writers wrote out i just hope that they make the right decisions moving forward and um you know continue to make the mandalorian a very interesting and compelling story that will thrive even uh, past the sequel trilogy, uh, we hope. But, you know, other than that, that's all we have for today's episode. If you guys did enjoy it, go ahead and drop us a thumbs up wherever you're at. Give us a follow. Give us a five-star rating if you're on any of the platforms that are possible to do that. And uh, let us know your thoughts down in a review or in the comments or in a voice message However you would like to contact us on, on Twitter, AE Podcast, Instagram, AE Podcast. Um, leave us a story or add us on Twitter. We'd love to talk to you guys. Uh, any final thoughts, my friend? I have none. Just looking forward to next week. Uh, yeah, I cannot wait until next week. We will see you guys next Monday. Everyone have a great day and peace out. This is the way.